This is Tom and Bach coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I'm not commenting on that until I'm ready to comment on it. Jake Bakoven. You watch the game. You figure it out, huh? What do you think? Tom and Bach starts now. We actually started an hour ago. We're at Chick-fil-A uh, for Tailgate Tuesday. You can stop by this location at South Point or go to the 48th and O location and use your Chick-fil-A app. And then, of course, order or scan it to get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win a free tailgate meal for tailgate meal for 15 people, uh, the Nuggets, Fresh Fruit, Iced Tea, and Lemonade. Uh, you having fun so far, Bach? Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we me too. A lot of fun out here at Chick-fil-A. Always yep. is nice weather. Nebraska Creighton tonight. Yep. Good, good slate of college football games. The NFL last night. I mean, it's, a, it's just good altogether. Yeah, um, the the game last night wasn't very good in the NFL. Well, Three, it was good for 14. me. I'm a Cardinals fan. I needed the Rams to lose. Oh, yeah, and now they've lost two in a row. We were, they were saying they, they're the Super Bowl favorite. And then the Tampa Bay loses two in a row. And I, I just don't know what to make of the NFL. Do you? Well, no, it's it's hard. There's like I think uh, I counted up the other day. I think there's like 13 teams with like five or six wins. I mean, they're all there's a lot of teams are just pretty grouped together right, right now, um, and it's uh, it's hard. But you know, it's just kind of a reminder. Sometimes in college football, we kind of get that idea. Okay, one team's seven and three, the other one's three and seven. This is a blowout. You yeah, know, you don't even have to think. But in the NFL, those games are always close. It's always still. Right. You know, you're just there's so much talent on each roster that on a given day they can go out and and, and compete. And obviously the coaches um, co- and coaching is just wonderful in the NFL. Um, some of the mismatch or, or some of the the matchups there and to, to exploit some of those things. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just crazy to watch it. But um, it, it it's also interesting as as we're thinking about the NFC West. Do you think that there's a possibility? Seahawks obviously not doing good, really bad if yeah. Russell Wilson gets hurt, that Pete Carroll would be interested in that USC gig. I think he's uh, – why would you want Pete Carroll at this stage as a college coach where it takes so much energy? I mean, he's in his 70s, isn't he? Well, Mac Brown's doing it. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, you probably have some other, somebody else probably do I, yeah, a majority of the recruiting he, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you probably just bring him back as a big-time CEO and yeah. you can do more hunting, as Scott Frost says, and <laughs> hang out with boosters yeah. uh, or whatever. I. Uh, I, I think those guys that get the gig uh, in the NFL, and as long as he's won a Super Bowl, he oh, should, yeah. probably should have had two Super Bowls. Uh, why would you want to go back to that? Well, where just things like things are getting pretty stale there. Yeah, the Seahawks, they're going to have to reboot, true. rebuild. Maybe a little bit, um, and maybe they'll they'll go that direction. Maybe he will be forced out, and then he thinks about a gig like USC, and maybe that's partly why USC is waiting to see what their options might be. Uh, but your point about the NFL is a good one. I mean, I thought the Rams were the best team in football. They were dominated last night uh, by the 49ers. Denver beats Dallas a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and then Dallas gets 43 against Atlanta this week, 43-3. to three. It doesn't make a lot of sense. New England just kills Cleveland, and now they've won three in a row. Uh, they beat them 45-7. to seven. Um, I thought the Rams would be great just because they've added Von Miller yeah. And then they added Odell Beckham, but and it didn't seem to matter at all. I, I just don't know what to make of the NFL other than if you don't come prepared, if you don't play great, you're not going to win. Do you uh, like it better this way, or do you like to kind of have the Patriots there, like the heavy favorite that uh, everybody knows is going to be there at the yeah. end? And you know, I, you know, it's, I, it's kind of it's kind of an, it's kind of new. It kind of seems yeah. like for it to be this wide open. If we've compared uh, the Big Ten to the NFL a little bit, and it does feel like that. A lot of one score games, and it's not just yeah. Nebraska uh, that has a lot of one score games. It's throughout the league, 
and you look at the you know top 30 defensive stats, most of them feel like they're Big Ten teams. Like Nebraska is averaging, I think, 3.9 a carry this year. Very good. It's eighth in the Big Ten. Yeah. They stopped the run, but it's not even close to being as good as where Wisconsin is, for example, or Iowa is. I mean, it's, it's a weird league, and that's why uh, Nebraska needs to get this higher right um, because it feels like they've, they've solved most of their defensive problems. We'll see. I mean, we've talked about all the guys leaving, the super seniors, and we'll see if the culture is truly built on the defensive side. Uh, but you need a complementary offense and special teams where you don't just – beat yourself every single week with one horrendous play, uh, knowing that you have a defense that keeps you in every game. Yeah, and it's interesting. We were, we were just talking about, you know, because the defense seems to be the side of the ball that's, uh, you know, obviously you, you feel comfortable with it moving forward. And then we were kind of thinking, well, you lose JoJo Doman, and then, and then no. maybe Cam Taylor-Britt's going to go ahead and go to the NFL. You know, the back end of the secondary, you lose, you know, two of your starters there uh, as well at the safety spot. But, you know, the more you, you kind of think about it, as long as you don't have some mass transfer or something like that, your front seven's going to look pretty darn yeah. good. Uh, and then, you know, you'll have Miles Farmer and, 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 you know, Quentin Newsom, some at least a little bit of game experience there in the back end. This defense really could be pretty darn good next year, even without they're probably their two best players on this year's defense. Yeah, I, I wonder about Isaac Gifford. Is he ready to step into the JoJo role yeah. at, and right, uh, who, who uh, was injured before uh, they wanted to that role? Or maybe you can move a Will Honus inside and move uh, a Heinrich outside because uh, uh, I think uh, he, he's a guy that could play uh, outside possibly Definitely tough enough for uh, and then you've got uh, Caleb Tanner who's going to have a dec- you got all these yeah. guys that are going to have decisions to make next year it may not be as bad as you think or it might be just terrible uh, as far yeah. as all the guys leaving but you don't feel like a lot of those defensive guys really are the guys that are going to go I think Sevian Morrison's the guy that left yesterday yeah I could see that being the floodgate side, where just a lot of guys leave on that side of the ball. Either they're buried on the depth chart or they just feel like, I've got one year uh, under a new staff and I don't know who they're going to be. I know I yeah. don't know who, so I'm, I'm just taking off. I'm not even waiting to see the end of the bowl season to see who my new coaches are. I think that could happen. I think that that could happen, too. I, I hope not to see it. And, and if it does happen, maybe it is from the Sevian Morrisons of the world, guys buried on the depth chart, and at least not your, your top type of guys. Again, the last two years, I think you've – I think some of those coaches that just got fired this past weekend might still be employed at Nebraska right. if Wandale never left. Right. You know, J.D. leaving the year yeah. before. So as long, don't lose the Xavier Betts. You know, don't lose oh, the, the guys Can't that are kind of the building guy. blocks moving forward on the offensive side of the ball. So you're not taking, you know, one step forward and two steps backwards with it, what all the moves you're making in the offseason. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, this transfer portal – is, is, is definitely going to help Nebraska, it seems like, more than hurt them this year um, because, just because of how much they're going to need yeah. to add out there. But, uh, man, just like a, you just got to avoid that big-time guy that was on your team leaving. Well, Michigan State brought in 15 transfer portal guys, uh, and we saw what it has done. They're still in the chance. They're still right there for the oh, college football playoff. What a playoff. game this week. Uh, it's going to be Mich- Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan, or no, Michigan State at Ohio Michigan State. Michigan State, yeah. Ohio State. And then, of course, Michigan at uh, Ohio State travels to Ohio's, uh, Michigan next week. So, yeah. uh, But speaking of those storylines in college football, it's a good time to introduce this segment. It is Box Tops. What's your 10 today? Uh, just the top 10 storylines in college football here on a Tuesday. Uh, some pretty fun things to run through, so we'll go ahead and do it. Uh, we'll start off at number 10. Oh, there's a nice little Bach intro there. That makes me feel a little bit better. Yep. Some background music. There we go. Okay. Uh, Southern Miss 
has used more quarterbacks than any team in the country. At this point in the season, Southern Miss has used 10 players behind center this season. Only wow. five began the season on as quarterbacks on the roster, roster. One began the year as a coach. Two are listed at running backs and two more as wide receivers. So that's about as bad as a problem as, as you can get at quarterback there. Some years you'll see just guys can't stay healthy or, right. or whatever happened, but 10? That's crazy. I thought it was a lot of TCU where they used like four. Yeah. Uh, this is 10. That I don't even... How would you even have? Yeah, you're using running backs. You're just using yeah, a lot you of. You don't wild, have ten on the roster. You're, you're using here. wildcat stuff uh, for the majority of this. I mean, I guess Nebraska's like fifth or sixth team quarterback might be Cam Taylor Britt. Could you imagine? <laughs> suppose, yeah. You imagine they they would ever get down to him? I doubt. I, there were a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, they considered it like moving him over in an emergency to the had, offensive. Yeah, side, when they right. had when they had a bunch of injuries. There was more talk early on in his career about moving him. Obviously, he kind of yeah. jumped from safety to cornerback, uh, but you know, maybe even in the front seven of the defense or, um, uh, yeah, yeah. kind of outside linebacker or on the offensive side. Yep. Uh, those guys, you know, kind of like a DPE. He was a quarterback in high school. Yeah. Those guys that tend to be the best athletes on a lot of teams, they just put him at quarterback just so they have the ball in their hand all the time. Uh, number nine on the list, we mentioned this earlier. Justin Fuente has been let go at Virginia Tech. He was the 2016 ACC Coach of the Year, went 10-4 and in 2016, his first year, and pushed eventual national champion Clemson uh, to a seven-point loss in the ACC championship game. They were that close, and, you know, it's one of those things like, like you do with Bo Pelini still. What if that one second wasn't mm. taken off? How would the program right. have changed? Probably the same type of situation for Virginia Tech fans right now. Uh, they did go nine and four the following two se- the following season in 2017. But since then has been he's been 24 and 23, including five and five this season. And uh, I guess that 500 record in, at Virginia Tech yeah. is not going to work. Uh, a lot of, of a lot of interest, obviously, for the opening there. People are thinking Shane Beamer, maybe. You know, Frank Beamer, his, yeah. his father, was an absolute legend there. Put him on the map. Maybe Shane Beamer would be interested. Or just bring back Frank. There uh, you go. Uh, didn't uh, Kansas do that with Bill Snyder uh, a long time ago? That would be kind of cool. Yeah, bring a, bring back uh, Shane. Bring in Shane Beamer. And Dad is a consultant. And uh, let's uh, get the old band back together. The yeah. same things we always talk about at Nebraska. Yeah, there we go. And then that's that's another reason why I like this Frost thing. Uh, working one more year. If you haven't got enough of your 1997 right. love and the love of the 90s, you got one more year just to bask in it. Right, that's right. Because <laughs> it might be they might. It's be gonna work. It. He knows this. <laughs> he knows this territory. He man. bleeds, Oscar. He Red. bleeds, Oscar. Red. <laughs> uh, number eight on my list. I like this response from Jimbo Frischer. He's getting rumors. Even questions asked him about the LSU opening. Even though he's at Texas A&M, he said we may recruit the number one class. And I'd be the dumbest person alive to recruit all these players to A&M so I can go play against them. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that makes sense. Plus, it's it's not going to happen because the buyout is like a $30 million. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's a crazy buyout uh, that Jimbo Fisher has. And he's he's set for the rest of his life and then his kid's life and their kid's life. I mean, he money-wise, he'd be kind of silly to leave the gig. Well, and it's weird, too, because, I mean, that's, a, you know, an SEC West living for another SEC West job. Um, you know, and I, I think LSU might be the best job in the country. I mean, it's got to be right up there. It's yeah. got just got everything that you want in a college football program there with ground, yeah. money, interest, everything. Uh, but Texas A&M can't be too far down that list. So I think yeah. if you've already got something, the a top uh, 100 running back, they got the top mm. defensive tackle. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. ...in the nation who's one of the top players altogether. I mean, they, they're really close to that number one class. That'd be really weird to recruit yeah. it and then just... Sit in the same kind of division. a bad loss. I mean, Ole Miss is good, but that was kind of a bad loss. Yeah. Uh, to uh, go, go to three losses. Kind of changed the uh, season. Yeah. They were disappointing after the Alabama win. I mean, they just haven't... Uh, they don't win enough. I mean, they, they win... And probably enough to keep Jimbo there for a long time, but they're never great. Great. I mean, they're always really yeah. good. They were. They, would they have one loss maybe yeah. last year? Finished up like number six last year. Yeah. That's probably his best performance there. Um, but yeah, I think I think just because of his national championship, you've kind of expected it to take off yep. a little more than it has I by have. now. But the recruiting's there, yeah. and so maybe that'll happen yeah. in the next few years. Uh, number seven on the list: Miami and Athletic Director Blake James have parted ways. James is part of the decision-making group that hired Manny Diaz yeah. in 2018. Is that writing on the wall for Manny Diaz? Well, they just lost to Florida State, right, yeah. uh, this past weekend, and that puts them, I think, at 5-5, five and five. Yep. Uh, similar to Justin Fuente, who got fired at 5-5. Five and five. I'm not sure why they're they're waiting around. Uh, I, they had a really big win earlier this week. Was it? They beat this Pittsburgh. Year? They beat Pittsburgh year. earlier this year. That was a, you know... With Kenny Peckett, uh, one of the Heisman favorites, that was a good win. I thought it saved Manny Diaz for a while. Now they're, he's probably back on the hot seat. Yeah, that Florida State. Florida State had like three wins going in. I think Miami beat him the last five years or whatever. I yeah. mean, they, so that was a really bad look for Manny Diaz. And uh, I think if you're a Miami fan, you don't have that uh, that Frost connection. I think right. you're ready to move on. Yeah, I, you always think that, that that should be another job where you win at a high rate and nobody has yeah. for 20 years, 20-plus years. Yeah, it's been tough to find their guy. Miami has. Yeah. Uh, number six on my list, we mentioned this earlier, too. David Cutcliffe, of course, the Duke football legend, uh, considering retiring, or at least the report is that he's yeah. considering retiring. might be one of those things where you don't want to necessarily force him out, but things are not looking good for Duke football over the last several years, and the only reason really to keep him is because of his legendary status. Right, uh, or if Mike Krzyzewski likes him. I mean, he yeah. might say, out the, coming out there, hey, keep Cutcliffe, you got to keep Cutcliffe. Yeah. But he's 67 years old. Um, it's probably about time. Uh, that 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 job has to take a lot of effort and energy. Oh yeah, and it doesn't feel like a job. You can you can occasionally go to bowl games, and he's done that, and he's kind of turned that program around. But now it feels like uh, the well has run dry. Yeah, does anybody get more out of an like an eight and four season than David Cutcliffe yeah. at Duke? Because we do, and I just call him like a legendary coach right. at Duke. But he's never really like had a top ten team or anything. No, he's just no, kinda, no. Sometimes well for Duke football. Sometimes top thirty. Yes, I mean, sometimes that, that's, top thirty. Sometimes that's, top thirty. That's but what they hope um, for. it feels like just a really tough job. I think that's why we give him so much credit whenever they do well. Yeah, it would be really weird, like just to have a a Duke North Carolina football top ten matchup. Uh, someday that'll probably happen. That probably will not happen. <laughs> that probably in will our never lifetime. Happen. That'll never so. happen in our <laughs> lifetime. Outside of basketball, no. That's the only problem with cutting Cutcliffe is who would, in the right mind, would want to go to Duke? <laughs> just, just give more money to basketball. Although you need football to, have, you know, bas- football's the breadwinner. Yeah. Even with Duke, you know, even with Duke on the campus. I mean, the, the, the Shashevskys, the fighting Shashevskys. Yeah, of course, his last year. That would be interesting yeah. just to see Duke's athletic program over the next five years, what it looks like. Uh, number five on my list, uh, just some guys out for the season. Texas running back with John Robinson. They've announced him out. He, his, the, the safety, I believe, is also out. 
And if you missed it, the, they're one of their best wide receivers, former uh, Nebraska recruit uh, Joshua Moore also left the team. So Texas kind of having a problem there. John Robinson out. Uh, also Auburn's quarterback Bo Nix out for the rest of the season. Uh, who do you think that affects more, Texas or, or Auburn? Uh, I, I'm going to go Bo Nix. Bo Nix was having a nice revival this year. Yeah. Uh, uh, he had, you know, a couple of really good games. Auburn, I thought was better, and then they, they got beat, I think, uh, was it Arkansas? I can't remember who beat them this past weekend. But, no, it was Mississippi State who came down oh, yeah, back right, from yeah. uh, 28-3 uh, deficit and and beat them uh, this past weekend. But um, they're having a good year. Um, I, I think Bo Nix is, at this stage, is the is the bigger loss. Yeah. Seems like Texas uh, can can lose. They've lost five in a row. Robinson. Auburn's had yeah. a good season. They lose with yeah. them. Uh, here, uh, continuing with uh, the Texas theme, number four on my list, uh, a quote from Steve Sarkeesian. He says, I could easily see us with 33 new scholarship players on our roster next fall. Wow. That's a big statement to make. That's uh, basically saying to your team, get out. I believe it was Texas now. Now I probably shouldn't even say it, but there was, I don't know, I'm not going to say it was Texas, but there was uh, reports of a defensive line coach being heard telling kids, um, that they need to go to the transfer portal right. on the bus. I saw I, that, I was that was Texas. Texas yeah. That was Texas after the after the loss to Kansas. They were <laughs> laughing and, and laughing and giggling, and it didn't strike uh, it didn't strike a good chord with a lot of the coaches on yeah. that uh, team, and so it basically threatened the transfer portal to everybody. And of course, it was a big road victory for Kansas. KU students reportedly tried to break in to Kansas Memorial Stadium to tear down the goalposts. They were unsuccessful, so they settled for the old West Virginia route and just uh, lighting couches on fire. Oh, that's there. good. That's it's always a good alternative. <laughs> you got to stay warm this time of year. Yeah. Anyway, those couches. Uh, I mean, I don't think you're ever. Those are just like the college couches that you like get passed down, and they're like right. twenty years old. Those, that, those aren't good couches. Did you ever set sure. your couch on fire in college? I, I've never sold. I've never did that. <laughs> I don't know uh, if that would be looked. I think that would look be looked down no, upon. It probably would. <laughs> I mean, it's, it depends on who you're hanging with. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, it depends on on who the crowd is. Probably yeah, it's on something that one. set on fire. Yeah. Uh, how about the top most viewed games of the week? Uh, Michigan Penn State actually gets the crown this week on ABC. They had uh, 5.94 million viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia Tennessee was second with 5.78 million on CBS. Purdue and Ohio State on ABC was third with 4.73 million viewers. And then Oklahoma at Baylor on Fox. Uh, got a 3.7, and round out the top five, you finally have a night game in there. Texas A&M at Ole Miss on ESPN was $3.5 uh, million. But interesting, none of the primetime games necessarily drew. I was I was really interested in the 11 and 2.30 kickoffs, and by right. the time primetime came around, the, the better games had been played. It seems. I was all set to watch Purdue-Ohio State. I was, I was really oh, ready yeah. for that, and then it just was a blowout. I mean, Ohio State scored almost every time they had the football. Uh, the only thing that kept it slightly interesting is that Ohio State's defense wasn't good. I watched uh, all of uh, Oklahoma Baylor, uh, a little bit of Texas A&M and Ole Miss, a lot of, in the afternoon of uh, Michigan and Penn State. That was a good football game. That was a really, that was good, a really good football game. And Georgia-Tennessee was interesting for a uh, while, too. 41-17. Well, the first half, I said for a while. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> After a while, you started I didn't watch a lot of that. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't watch a lot. I, I, I tend to actually watch more football from the conference I'm in, you know? Oh, yeah. And I never thought I would do that. Even, you know, coming from the Big 12 to the Big 10, I thought, you know, I'm never going to be completely into that conference. I'll watch Nebraska games, but outside of that, and now I watch all Big 10 games. Do you still find yourself watching the old Big 12 schools, too? A little bit? A little little more interest? A little bit. I watch Iowa State a lot. I was, 
infatuated with Kansas and Texas just because it yeah. was uh, Kansas and, and Baylor with Dave Dave Aranda what he has done there. Oh yeah. Um, but I still say it's a, it's a lot more Big Ten, Big and, Ten and the best game outside of that, just the best game on yeah. in college football. A lot of SEC just because yeah. of that. Uh, yeah. Number two on my list, Brett Bielema, we mentioned earlier, uh, has, has contacted COVID. So he will not coach this week against Iowa. Um, Illinois, by the way, has also announced a contract extension for the defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters, through the end of the 2024 season. Um, I read that headline. I go, well, wasn't he just hired? Yeah. <laughs> what did they give him, like a half a year to have a, hey. That's crazy. We'll see how it goes. But uh, good for him and good for uh, good for Illinois. Um, they've had a, a pretty good season for the first year under Brett Bielema. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, do you think that there's lesser of a chance to win with that kind of distraction without your head coach on the sideline? I think you probably know the game plan by – it's not complicated what Illinois' game plan is. Right. <laughs> give it to Chase Brown about a million times and play good defense. Uh, it feels like that's what their game plan is, and there's not a lot of variation from that. Maybe there is. I mean, the detailed uh, football coach would definitely see the difference from week to week, but th- their game plan seems very basic to me. Yeah, and it'll be fun, too. I, I mean, I think that game, actually, probably most people would think that's an awful boring game. But it is I, an I awful I'm going to be interested. That could be a low-scoring game where every point matters. Illinois could hang close. Oh, they I, could. I think, and they're not going to give up on running the football, and I was probably not going to give up many yards. That's going to be a fun game uh, to watch. So you admit it. It would be a fun game to yeah, watch. Yeah, I, I admit it. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I, it's it's going to be ugly. Uh, yeah. It's not going to be a good, fun game to watch, but it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, I don't know, know what that means. Yeah. Uh, of course, number one on my list, how about the Broyles Award uh, list was narrowed down to 58 coaches. Uh, for Nebraska, that includes Eric Shenander. So congratulations oh, to nice. Coach Shenander. Um, some other interesting names in the Big Ten. Wisconsin defensive coordinator Jim Leonard on there. Michigan offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis, Iowa defensive coordinator Phil Parker, Penn State D.C. Brent Pry, Ohio State offensive coordinator Kevin Wilson, and Minnesota defensive coordinator Joe Rossi. Uh, Rossi. Also Michigan State offensive coordinator Jay Johnson. All the Big Ten uh, uh, players are, excuse me, coaches announced for the Broyles Award, which if you don't know is given to the top assistant coach around the nation. Uh, um, some other former players that you might be interested in there, Notre Dame's offensive coordinator now, Tommy Reese. Uh, wow. Do you remember his playing yep, days? Yep, yep, yep. And Georgia Tech running backs coach Tashard Choice. Actually, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, which of the Big Ten coaches do you think you could see winning it? Oh, boy. I mean, Jim Leonard's got to be up there for the, his Wisconsin yeah. defense. Number one um, total defense. But then the number yeah. one total offense, Kevin Wilson runs. Yeah. So, I mean, the Big Ten's got – I mean, for Shenander, it's going to be tough even if you were doing a Big Ten right. list of – Yeah. Of, uh, you know, he's not, he's not winning it. Uh, but I, I think those are good picks, Jim Leonard or Kevin Wilson. You also have to give Jay Johnson, Michigan State's offense coordinator, a lot of credit. Their offense yeah. was putrid last year. Of course, yep. a lot of it was through that transfer yep. portal on Kenneth Walker, but uh, that's a really good one. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, Iowa's defensive coordinator, Phil Parker. I mean, he had them so good that they were yeah. number two earlier. Yep. It's, a, it's, a, it's going to be tough to win it this year. It feels like it could come out of the Big Ten. The yeah, coach it of the really year does. will come out of the Big Ten. But Shenander can at least say, I've saved my head coach's job. That's right. Know, that's, oh, he definitely has an argument. That's a pretty big deal. <laughs> he has an argument uh, for sure. Uh, good stuff. Appreciate it, Bach. That's yeah. uh, Box Tops. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got to get to break. Uh, but I do have to tell you that it's Tailgate Tuesday. Where else would we be? Chick-fil-A. It's where we are every single Tuesday uh, during the football season. We are at the South Point location today. Come by, wave, uh, and uh, then drive through and use your Chick-fil-A app to order a scan. 
and get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win a free tailgate meal for 15 people with the Nuggets, fresh fruit, iced tea, or lemonade. They'll call you if you're the winner uh, tomorrow. They're also doing the same thing at the 48th and O location. Let's get uh, to break and come back with more on Tom and Bach. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. 